Five, four, three, two, one. What is going on? Uh, welcome back to the latest Energized World Cup Energized podcast. So, as you can tell from my enthusiasm, that uh, I'm really, really enjoying this World Cup, and I hope you are too. And I'm sure you are at least seven out of ten enjoying the World Cup, or else you wouldn't have tuned into today's World Cup podcast. So, if you're new to the Energize podcast, welcome. And where have you been? And secondly, if you're back for more Energized action, welcome back. Thank you very much. You know what we do. So, on today's show, what we're looking over is the World Cup. Um, just going to look over how the World Cup's gone so far. Who's really impressed? Who hasn't impressed? And uh, a total roundup, a total roundup, a World Cup chat. So get your cup of tea ready, get your coffee ready. If you're on the dart, give us a orf. If you're on a bus, give us an orf. If you're in the gym, give us an orf. Or if you're in work, give us an orf. And also let us know actually where you are listening to the podcast because myself and Ross are always curious where people actually listen to it is in the work, is in gym, is it on the bus, on the train. I don't know, let us know, just out of curiosity. And you better have gone, oh, after me saying so. And if you didn't, you're an absolute butler. So, first of all, the World Cup has been absolutely brilliant so far. Um, what can you really say? Some players are really standing out, some players have really gone into their shell. But uh, I'm going to start with the first day of the World Cup. And Robbie Williams did a big opening ceremony in Russia. And uh, it was actually so random seeing Robbie Williams do it, of all people. But uh, he actually did a great job. And the Russian Federation did a brilliant job as well with the presentations. uh, Even starting off with a 5-0. And that really, really set the tone for the World Cup. Because usually for big football competitions, Euros, World Cups, uh, they, they... both teams are really tentative and they're really, they don't want to go gung-ho in the first game in case they like give away a goal and lose. But this wasn't Russia's situation. They just went all out 5-0. And um, the weird thing that I heard about this was that in the newspapers before the World Cup, the, the, me- the Russian media were saying this was the worst Russian team to ever have entered a Euros or a World Cup. So to come out 5-0 winners was first of all brilliant for Russia but brilliant for the World Cup itself because Russia are actually hosting this World Cup so if they got knocked out in the group stages the whole lively atmosphere around the whole entire country would definitely have died off a bit and probably got a bit stale because as you know before the World Cup Danny Rose said he was afraid to bring his family over just in case they got racist abuse which isn't like which is terrible to even hear so Realistically, Russia staying in the World Cup longer will keep everyone, all the Russian fans, sweet. But uh, yeah, Russia came out with a 5 0 win. Uh, some players, very impre- I was very impressed by some players. First of all, man, Shershev, who's now second top goal scorer with three goals. And uh, also, their striker that they brought on in the first game, Dezuba, 
who's a, a huge striker. He scored now in both games. So uh, Russia off to a great start. Very Russia. Um, they were playing Saudi Arabia in the first game. And it was... There was a bit of a wink-wink how Russia ended up getting the worst team in the whole entire competition in their first match. But we're not going to go there. But uh, yeah, so so far, every team has played. And Russia have obviously played their second game. I'm recording right now, just after Portugal winning their their second game. And Cristiano Ronaldo scoring again. And he's now... On, he's now on four goals in the competition after getting a hat-trick against uh, Spain, which was the best game so far, in my opinion. 3-3, Portugal, Spain, the Ronaldo show. So I'm going to go into what players have really, really stood out and where else to start apart from Cristiano Ronaldo. All right, give me one second because I need a sip of this coffee before we get into this. <clears throat> right, so... The man who has stole the tournament so far is Cristiano Ronaldo. In the first game, first of all, getting the penalty, scoring against David De Gea, the best goalkeeper in the world. Then a second goal, which was a calamity by David De Gea, which was very unlike David De Gea. And then, obviously, scoring that free kick to make a trial in the very end of the match. The stat was, that was his first free kick he scored in, like, 45 attempts in... In, world, in national competition which is absolutely ridiculous but like you forget about all them other missed free kicks when you score that type of free kick and I'm not going to say I've been surprised by Ronaldo but he is just he's just a different he's from watching all the other games like and I've literally I've watched every game I've seen every match live now sometimes obviously you look at your phone when some of the matches are, are like not up to standard, i.e. Morocco were playing Iran, and I was watching that, and the standard wasn't great, so obviously I'm going to be looking at my phone, trying to edit stuff for the next Energize content, you know? But um, Ronaldo, four goals already, he, he, it's just so blatantly obvious that he is a step above nearly every player in the world right now. And... Based on form right now, he's the best player in the world. He's absolutely lethal, as if you didn't know. Um, he just always seems to be in the right place at the right time. He's it like when people cross the ball in, he's gonna head it. Like he's the person who's gonna head it. He jumps higher than everyone. He's faster than everyone. He's taller than almost everyone, and it just comes to him. Thirty-three years old now, still doing it. He's been doing it for God knows how long. Uh, and just breaking records. And it's you know it's absolutely class to see. Because I've watched previous Euros. Watched previous World Cups. And sometimes the star players really don't step up. I'm obviously going to name a few players now. As the show goes on. But I'm going to start off with the players that are really impressive. And Cristiano has been absolutely sensational. Scored again today. Four goals. Um, obviously we ran the Energized World Cup competition. And nobody picked Ronaldo to be top goal scorer. But uh, the, the form he's on now. It's going to take a, like a very, very good defence to sort him out because I thought Portugal were going to be very weak, but they have some players that look all right. Uh, first of all, Rafael playing left-back looks looks good. Uh, you want William Carvalho playing midfield. 
Uh, he's actually linked now with West Ham, but he looks like a very, very good defensive midfielder and a bit of a boss in midfield, which is going to help Ronaldo. Uh, obviously, Joe Moutinho's there. Uh, the goalkeeper, Rui Patricio, he was linked to United about five or six years ago, but he's he has so many caps for Portugal, and he's now after signing for Wolves, who are after going into the Premier League. So that's a big coup for them as well. And obviously, they have Pepe, a centre-back, who's still up to his old tricks. You can, there's something about Pepe that's so funny. He's just like... Dives off nothing, and but like he's meant to be a hard man. It's 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 funny, but like you'd rather not in the game. But it's actually sort of funny that you're like, haha. But uh, if he was playing against Ireland, I wouldn't be happy with that. But it's all it. That's the thing about the World Cup. It's all a show. Like everything's a show, you know. <laughs> but uh, other players that are really impressed. Uh, obviously, I've said Shershev from Russia, uh, midfielder, doing three goals so far. Um, I doubt he expected this now, but uh, this is perfect for him. He's now in a lot of people's brains right now. A lot of managers are looking at this guy now, obviously, and being like, should we get him now? He's after putting himself right in the shop window. It's like uh, eight years ago when Ozil and Kadira both played for Germany and did really well. And then that summer, Mourinho signed both of them for Real Madrid. So that's why this competition is huge for people's careers. To put them in the shop window, they're gonna like countries from all over the world are shopping around looking at this, you know. Uh, and all of a sudden, you get a couple of goals against what an England, or you knock out the French, or you knock out the Russians, and then you're the number one guy in the summer, and everyone's hitting you up. But uh, yeah, so far. Those two lads are the two top goal scorers. Uh, your man, Dezuba, our team, Dezuba, who came on from Russia in the first game. He's a striker now. He's about six foot five or six, and he's as wide as like a, an NFL player. He looks like a fridge running around the place, but uh, or a refrigerator to uh, our American listeners and Canadian. Uh, <laughs> but uh, he just looks like a handful up front. I think that's really, really good now in this international football, just looking at all the styles that each country plays in, that you have a focal point up front. Um, looking at France, they like having Giroud up front, having that main man up front is very, very... It's just a really good idea. I think England have it a bit in Harry Kane. Uh, like Portugal are sort of doing that with Ronaldo. Like look at for instance even Belgium having it with Lukaku, uh, Diego Costa doing it for Spain, having that focal point up there is I think is very very important because it makes the centre backs have to stay tight to you. Uh, like it didn't really work for England in the first half the way Har- like Stur- uh, Raheem Sterling was playing off Harry Kane didn't like Sterling didn't really get into the game, but uh, having that little. The same way Ireland did it years ago in the World Cup in 2002 when Noel Quinn was up front and then Robbie Keane was just feeding off his scraps. It works. It's proven to work and uh, it's it's not a bad tactic because obviously these players don't play with each other all the time. They all come from different teams to play for one country and you can't create a Barcelona style really like a the previous Bar- Pep Guardiola's Barcelona style you sort of have to put the right things in order, you know what I mean? Just get a solid back four, solid midfield, and then a striker who you know is going to pin defenders back into the box. So, uh, so far that tactic seems to be working more often than not. Uh, other players I want to talk about who really impressed so far, Diego Costa. Um, 
going into the World Cup, as you've if you've listened to the last show, I thought that Diego Costa wasn't really gonna step up. Uh, I thought he was going to be used more as a target man to lay it off to the midfielders, but uh, he's really impressed. The and that's the thing when you start these competitions with a goal or two to build up your confidence, then the rest of the competition is yours, you know, because you're on the front foot and most teams are on the back foot. Then, with an informed striker, doesn't matter who you are, doesn't matter what background you have, if you're in the competition and you're on fire, there you go. So uh, fair play to Diego Costa, and he has a. Uh, He's taking on Iran next, which uh, Iran actually won in the 90th minute against Morocco. So Morocco are actually out of the World Cup right now. So like I can't see Iran getting through that group either. But uh, Diego Costa, he's going to be he's going to be Diego Costa uh, against them, rough and ready, gets stuck in, looking for more goals. Uh, another person really impressed Lukaku. Um, obviously, Belgium won three 0 in their first game. And uh, Burton scored a great goal to to open it up, but Lukaku got, then got another, got two goals, and he's another man. As I said in the last show, give him a bit of form, and he will he will like full on take advantage. Uh, he's now he's all he's also Belgium's all time top goal scorer ever. Uh, he's like what twenty five. He's a man mountain up front, size forty six shoes, like. Hit him a volley and he's going to smack it in. So Lukaku's on fire as well. Uh, who else am I looking at? Aguero scored for Argentina. They obviously drew their first match, but uh, he scored. I mean, fox in the box. Like, what do you meant to say about Aguero? I don't think when it comes down to all time, who's the best goal goal scorer ever or a striker ever. I don't think people are going to be like Aguero first off, but. Uh, Ever since he came to Man City, he's been overall probably the best striker in the Premier League since he arrived. Uh, he just smells goals, can turn on a sixpence. He's just a top of the range striker, and uh, for not being that tall, he his aura is almost like he's six foot five, and defenders shit themselves into him. Uh, who else? Before the competition, my dad actually thought Coutinho would be the top player of the tournament, and uh, he scored a brilliant goal for Brazil. Uh, they obviously drew as well, but uh, those lads, those lads are on fire. And uh, another person, Harry Kane, as I said earlier, he he's really, really stepped up to the plate. As as you know, I say, the English press were. Going into this competition, not thinking that England would do well, but would not accept, would not accept second best. And Harry Kane being the captain, the voice of the team, the voice of the country, scored a goal. Then England gave away a goal against uh, Tunisia, and then he got the goal in the 19th minute. And uh, fair play to Harry Kane because seems like a really nice guy. Uh, he's not that fast. I think some people still underrate him because he's 24 and maybe because he plays in Spurs and he hasn't ever won anything but he's like what more do you need him to do there for England leading the country scoring the goals doing better than the previous captain Wayne Rooney and really stepping up to the mark so that was one game I was really looking forward to as well England and I'm looking forward to all the England games because there's so much hype and pressure and 
doesn't seem to phase Harry Kane. He seems really, really chilled out, really, really laid back. And that's that's just a cool way to be, you know. Uh, before I get into the players that haven't impressed, there's one thing I have to bring up about the Iceland team. They had a guy who came on, on in the like 60th minute. Um, I'm not too sure of his name now, but I'm sure a lot of people know his name. He he came on at the 90th minute and... Uh, who, who exactly were Iceland playing? Let me get this correct before I carry on. Uh, Iceland were playing Argentina. <clears throat> and then he um, came on in the 60 minute, right? And this fella, he's like the Icelandic David Beckham. The chap was an absolute hunk, right? And then uh, after the game, he got over like 200,000 followers on Instagram because he had so many South American women following him because he came onto the pitch, which is like such a funny story, but... It's it just shows what generation we're living in that like it, his name came on the screen and uh, all the girls were like look at this chap and then followed him straight away. It's mad, isn't it? Just it's mad how many people are watching each and every game. You know, even myself. I'm like I'm from Ireland and I'm there watching Iceland against Argentina. You know what I mean? People all over the world are watching this stuff. So fair play to him. I'm sure he got a load of DMs asking for his uh, jersey after the game. You know. But, uh, yeah, fair play to him, anyway. Very Iceland. Um, okay. <clears throat> Give me one sec. <clears throat> First of all, before I go into the players that haven't impressed so far, if there's players that have impressed that I haven't named, make sure to just hit us up on Instagram DMs and let us know what you think, anyway. Or even leave a comment here. <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me. So, the players that haven't impressed... Uh, I'm going to have to start off with Timo Werner. As you may or may not have known, two podcasts ago, I said I wasn't on the Werner hype train. Then last week, I was expecting huge things of Werner, and I watched him in that game for Germany. And they, he, he just seemed like a kid amongst men. Um, didn't really get going. Nothing really worked for him. They ended up losing 1-0 to Mexico. And... It was strange to see because the Confederations Cup was on last year and he was the top goal scorer for Germany and Germany won the competition as well with a worse squad. And now he's the focal point at 22 for Germany and he really underperformed. And as I said earlier about having target men, uh, Germany brought on Mario Gomez he was about six foot five as well, six foot four, uh, target man. And then they started looking a bit better, but Mexico just didn't crack. And uh, Timo Werner just didn't really seem to be ready at all. I think maybe the pressure got to him, but that was the first game against Mexico. And um, I was I was disappointed, you know, because he has everything in his locker. He's... Uh, a future star and I thought this was going to be his platform where he really went all out and he just shelled up really and I don't know now after losing that game will uh, Joe Trimlo keep him because Mario Gomez has been to so many competitions wore the shirts scored the goals won basically everything with Bayern Munich you know what I mean I think it's probably almost a safer idea to play him Mario Gota up front now 
that's Germany's bigger pro- biggest problem. They haven't really got like an out and out goal scorer, um, like they have done in the past with closer or even Klinsman. So yeah, that, that, that was disappointing because, as you know, as a f- massive football fan from myself or even yourself, you want to see these players come out and shine and you want the World Cup to almost be like an explosion of talent and amazement. But uh, unfortunately, he hasn't stepped out of his shell yet. Hopefully he does in the next game. <clears throat> yeah, uh, also I wanted to mention as well, the fact that Sané didn't go to the World Cup with Germany seemed like that was a major problem that Germany had. Uh, they seem to have a load of players that sort of pl- play the same position as in like Brandt, um, Draxler, even Muller or Royce. They're all sort of like the same sort of position. I know Muller can go into the centre now, but they really lacked a, a left footer down that left wing to cross the ball in. Because when Brandt came on, he kept cutting in on the right-hand side, on his right foot. And having that left footer on the left wing, right footer on the right wing to cross into the big man is... Like, having that option, at least, is so important. And they don't have that option because Sané is now at home. Or he's probably over in Dubai. <coughs> Sorry, excuse me. But, um, yeah, that was really... That that really showed there and then in that game. Not having that plan B or C. Or even D, in fact. They just didn't have that. And that's what Germany... And Germany didn't really impress. And then Ozil didn't really look like he could do anything. Kadir also looked a bit older as well. Like they needed something, they needed that fresh talent. I know they have Werner now, but they needed that sort of fresh, hungry guy. To pl- and that was Sané. So I think every per- every other country is, is looking at Germany being like, right, th- that's, that's a problem they have. And that's the problem that they decided. And uh, it seems like a big problem. Uh, another person who hasn't really impressed is Messi. Uh, he obviously missed the penalty for Argentina, and they he just it doesn't he didn't seem like in the game. Just there was something he seemed a bit off. Uh, I know there's a lot of pressure on him to win this World Cup, and uh, it was weird watching him. It wasn't like watching Ronaldo. Ronaldo seemed like he was determined. He was Ronaldo seemed like he was like right. I'm out to kill. Messi never really got going. I think he almost thought that. It, Iceland would step off him and just give him loads of space, which everyone thought. But uh, he he just never really got going. He was he wasn't messy. Uh, I feel like that Argentina team didn't really impress. Uh, what else can I say about them? Like Di Maria was a, was a bit of a ghost. I think Messi has to really set the set the tone, and everyone else just follows his lead. Uh, I, like I think Aguero is good enough as well, but he's sort of like it's all around Messi and if Messi's not performing I don't think the whole Argentina team is going to perform but that's first game that could have been first game nerves you know and as the competition goes on Messi will obviously score a few goals because if Argentina are going to progress it's going to have to be because of Messi Messi woo Messi woo um yeah, so they're, they're really the people that didn't really stand out that I thought were going to impress were Messi and Werner. Uh, I'd like to know your opinion as well, who you thought didn't really stand out. Uh, yes, Raheem Sterling didn't really impress at all. Um, but then when you look at it after, he has so much pressure on his shoulders. 
obviously rocking the number 10 for England. Mm, yeah, I think so. I'm 9 out of 10% that he's rocking the number 10. And like coming into the World Cup, people were calling for him to not be in the squad because of that gun tattooed on his leg and stuff. Like I'd say going into that game, he probably thought about like that first match every night for the last like three weeks. Just how he'd play, what shoe he'd put on first, what sellotape, what leg he'd sellotape first, you know? Like, there was just so much going into that game in his head. I don't think it helped either the fact that England were, like, one of the last teams to play. I think the second last match in the whole entire competition, the whole 16 matches, they were number 15. So I'll say that the build-up, the build-up, the build-up is just, uh, just a pain, you know what I mean? It's like uh, if you're sitting at home... And you're going on a night out and you're ready. And you're sort of like, once you get ready, you want to leave. You don't want to sit around for two hours and then go, you know. So maybe he's probably like overthought that. Uh, I think the next game, he'll start again. I think it's just like a lot of people let the nerves catch them. And uh, I think Raheem Sterling is definitely one person who let it catch him. So the top three players who have not impressed, in my opinion, uh, I'll go first, Werner. Second, Messi. Third, Sterling. So, uh... Let us know what you think as well, because I think that's a fair, fair point. <coughs> Sorry, there's something in my throat. A bit of a cold. Okay. Um, I also want to talk about the Irish production side of the World Cup. Um, first of all, Brian Kerr is getting massive shout-outs for being hilarious on RTE. So uh, fair play to Brian Kerr, because uh, I know in previously, previous shows... Brian Kerr has sort of like uh, said the wrong people's names a lot. Uh, he, he almost seemed like he doesn't really know what he was talking about in certain games. Like he came across as if he's spoofing about certain players. But uh, he's come out with some one-liners that have been uh, comedic gold for RTE. So I wouldn't be surprised if they signed him up for another few years. I think it would be a good idea if they got him alongside Eamon Dunphy. That would be, that'd be, that'd be hilarious. Obviously Dunphy's doing a good job as well. Like... You'd love to keep him on RT forever because he's uh, he's golden. He is gold. Um, it was also strange to see Kevin Kilban over on BBC, but uh, because he works for a Communicorp, so that was a bit strange. But um, there's one thing I want to bring up: Apre match that has been on after some of the uh, some of the RT shows, and uh, I feel like that's been going on at least ten years, hasn't it? Like if not. I'd say 20 years is too long. i say 10 years. I'll just say, give or take, 10 years, right? And it seems to be like the same thing over and over again. And uh, they, did do, they did do a funny skit about England saying, we support Harry Kane wearing England jerseys, all that stuff. But uh, I really think they missed the boat by not getting on our mate, Al Forn. If you don't know Al Forn, Al Forn does uh, sketch comedy. He does impersonations he's really well known around Ireland anyway and he's grown a bigger reputation over in England now as well like mainly doing like Robert De Niro voices or all the footballer voices or Conor McGregor voices which he which sort of made him be well known around Ireland but um they they should I think they should have given a got Al on, on board I don't know how they never thought about that or that would it just sort of makes sense. It's like one plus one makes two. I think that could have been a huge thing for Al Foran to be seen for the World Cup stuff. 
uh, that would have re-kicked off his career even more in television. And uh, I think they missed the boat with that. But like, don't be surprised if he's going to be on that in the Euros in two years' time or the next World Cup because Alphorn's doing great these days. So massive shout-out to Alphorn. Um, make sure to check out his Instagram and stuff because it's actually hilarious. On the Alphorn. And he's a great lad as well. I don't know, he's just doing brilliant. It's cool to see someone just crack the internet and just be doing great and, and just I just think they would have the RT probably should have given him a shot there. You know what I mean? That's a bit I don't know, that's a bit bad out. But um yeah. Uh so far I asked I asked Ross as well, if you've heard of him. Sometimes I do a podcast with him. Uh I asked Ross to give us a rating of the, the competition so far. He said it was a seven out of ten so far. Uh he said that he thinks Lozano uh, has been the most impressive player. He's the guy that scored the goal for Mexico against. Jesus. Give me one second. Uh, he's the guy that scored the winner against Germany, Lozano. He, he's been linked with United, I think, a year ago. Uh, but uh, very Ross Cadwell. And then you got to say, goal of the tournament so far was Nacho's goal, who caught it on the half volley for Spain against Portugal. And that was a sweet strike. Uh, I think I have to give it to Ronaldo it was just uh, I was out with some of the lads we did our World Cup competition watching that game 3-0 Ronaldo hitting the headlines with that free kick I was just like this is the World Cup I was like this is class and I was like I can't wait to talk about this on the next Energize show very me um, yeah I'm just just going to run through some of the, the fixtures that already happened and just give my quick opinion on them so first of all Russia beating Saudi Arabia 5-0 Russia great start uh, Egypt losing 1-0 to Uruguay um, Uruguay winning this 1-0 I think Salah not being able to play was a massive like punch in the face for Egypt and they're now out of the World Cup as well and uh, oh, it, sometimes if the players aren't fit it's just everything has to go well for you to win this competition and unfortunately it just wasn't good enough for Egypt because their other players aren't that good uh, Morocco lost 1-0 to Iran Iran scored in the 90th minute to win it uh, one of my best friends Daniel Tobin is actually half Iranian so I made sure to congratulate him on that and also his brother David Tobin as well yeah Portugal 3 Spain 3 that was just the best match of the competition so far uh, let us know what you think was the best match so far um, <clears throat> excuse me uh, France beating Australia 2-1 uh, France looked a bit lethargic at times but uh, Pogba got the winner I know it was a deflection but in the first game get your win and then move on uh, Argentina drawn 1-0 with Iceland I don't think anyone expected that but Argentina are going to move on uh, Peru losing 1-0 to Denmark uh, what do I remember from that mm, nothing really actually I don't really remember anything from that uh, Croatia beating Nigeria 2-0. I actually have Croatia in my World Cup draw. Uh, Croatia looked very strong. Um, like They got the job done. Someone like Modric in midfield there is just very, very good. Uh, having the target man, Mandzukic, as I said earlier, very, very good. Um, it was great seeing the Nigerian support. Uh, there's something about this World Cup that like the African teams are just so energetic and so enthusiastic about everything. They're like jumping and dancing and using the vuvuzelas and that's the amazing thing about the World Cup. I think that's what makes the World Cup the World Cup the the love of the the sport and the the fans and the enthusiasm. And massive shout out to all the African teams. Even Senegal were it was absolutely brilliant. It was so cool looking at it. It's just it's brilliant. Um Costa Rica losing one 0 to Serbia. I think managed to around the show there. Uh 
to have Mitrovic up there who could score a goal against anyone because he's just erratic. But uh, Serbia looks solid enough. Germany losing 1-0 to Mexico. Fair play to Mexico. They, like, that, team, that was such a team performance. And as you know, when Mexico qualified for the World Cup, they went on a massive party and got a load of like strippers or prostitutes or brazzers, whatever you want to call them. I don't know exactly their job title. But they had a massive party and that went, videos went viral. So they came in winning 1-0. Fair play to them. Uh, Brazil drawn one off with Switzerland. Switzerland looked solid. Uh, Brazil looked like they need to get it going. Um, I don't think Neymar's fit. And uh, until Neymar gets fit, it's not really going to work. But the way Brazil positions themselves with Neymar on the left and he cuts in, takes the defenders with him, Coutinho moves into that slot, has an open space and swang that goal right into the top corner beautifully. Uh, they are going to go very far. Very, very far. Uh, Sweden beating South Korea 1-0. Sweden scored a penalty. Uh, I remember I was watching it and I was like, Ibrahimovic will lose his shit if they miss this penalty and lose. But uh, Sweden got through 1-0. Uh, Belgium beat Panama 3-0. This was this was probably the most odds-on thing to happen. Uh, once Merton scored that goal, Lukaku just came in and dominated. Uh, Kevin De Bruyne gave one amazing outside of the foot right across. Uh, Kevin De Bruyne is magic, man. Um, Belgium are not underdogs. I don't. They can no longer be called underdogs because they have a serious potential to win this. Uh, Tunisia losing two one to England. I was dying to see this game. Saw this game. Gave you everything. Excitement, like the, the, some periods of game were actually not good, but bringing on Loftus Cheek looked very good. Uh, Rashford, Jesse Lingard, it, it seemed like it wasn't going to work for England, but now they have that win. Bring on the next game for them. Uh, Colombia losing two one to Japan. Colombia getting a man sent off, and then they just it seemed like a bit of a mess. And then Japan got the winner at the end. Fair play to Japan. Uh, that's another cool thing. Seeing the Asian teams in it as well, and then. Uh, Poland losing 2-1 to Senegal. This was highly unexpected. I thought Poland would do very well. Lewandowski, another target man. They didn't really use him to his top potential. The crosses that Poland put in were shit. And then Mane looked great for Senegal. And Senegal have a few good players as well. And then uh, if if you haven't seen the goal that Senegal got to make a 2-0, they had a player who was, ta- who was on the sideline and then, like, because he was injured and then he wanted to come back on. The ref waved them on and then all of a sudden he was true on goal and scored <laughs> so like fair play to Senegal I'm sure all our Polish fans will not be happy with that but if it happened in Ireland I'd be very unhappy with that but uh, that's that's what happens uh, last night I watched Russia beat Egypt 3-1 as I talked about it earlier like Russia flying and then uh, obviously I just said there Portugal beat Morocco 1-0 Cristiano Ronaldo stealing the whole entire World Cup show Um yeah, and then today, Uruguay are playing Saudi Arabia and Iran are playing Spain later on today. But um, there's some matches coming on later on the week. Like, for instance, on Thursday, Argentina are playing Croatia. That's a massive game. That's on 7 o'clock. Uh, what else to look out for? Brazil versus Costa Rica. That's going to be great. And then on Saturday, Germany versus Sweden, which is the evening game. But there's been a lot of talk about VAR as well. I don't want to go massively into it because it seems like a conversation that is sort of like talking about the weather. Uh, I think VAR has been brilliant. It's it's fixing it, the situations. It's like, right, is it a goal or not? Is it a foul or not? It's working very, very well. And especially with some of the refereeing that like, for instance, there's referees from like Bahrain and like wherever. Like, I don't know any Bahrain players, but they're, these are... Uh, 
the VAR is helping these inexperienced referees to do well and they're doing well. So, I think overall I give the World Cup so far an 8 out of 10 because I love football. So, I mean, I love the non-stop action every day. Uh, some players have really impressed. Ronaldo, Diego Costa, Coutinho. Players that haven't impressed. Werner, Messi, Sterling. So, let us know what you think of the World Cup so far. What players have impressed you? What players have not impressed you? Because it's it's just cool crack. And I, th- I want to thank you again for tuning in. And I really can't wait for the next episode. Like uh, today, I was just so like excited to do today's episode. I was like, oh, this is gonna be a good crack. You know what I mean? Get get into the nitty gritty. But uh, I want to thank you again for tuning in. Uh, also this weekend if you sport rugby the Irish rugby team are playing Australia in their third test on Saturday morning uh, so far it's one apiece and it'd be great if Ireland won that down uh, down under in Australia and uh, also if you're an MMA fan which I'm sure over half of you are make sure to check out Ross's MMA show because it's all about the latest on Conor McGregor how we, and Keen Cowley how they got on their court date and also about UC Singapore this weekend because Donald Cowboy Cerrone is taking on our mate Leon Edwards. And also he discusses the boxing match that could break the internet. KSI versus Logan Paul and then Deji versus Jake Paul. Which is actually very, very funny. So, I want to thank you again for tuning in. Um, I want to thank you for all your support for the Energize page because myself and Ross love doing this and we really, 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 really appreciate everyone tuning in and giving us shout outs and sending us all these messages and also everyone who entered our world cup competition and yes before talking to the camera sometimes i get a bit nervous you're like so many thousands of people are going to see this but like you have to pretend that you're not nervous so if you think i'm nervous i probably am but uh we had we had about like 70 if not 80 people enter that competition to pick who to be the top goal scorer and the, and the winner and you have to get Bo correct to win a t-shirt. So don't forget that. But I want to thank you again for tuning in. And I really hope you're enjoying the World Cup. As much as I am. And as much as Ross is. And as much as Pete. But uh, make sure to tune in next week. For next week's episode. As we look and see who's who's gone into the next round. Who, who else is impressed. Who hasn't impressed. And all, the, all, the, all that good shit in between. You know. So. I want to thank you again for tuning in. I think that's the third time I said that. So if you, I'd really, 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 really appreciate it. I'm sure Ross would as well if you gave us, if you screenshotted this and gave us a shout out on Instagram or any other platform. But our Instagram is really, really growing very fast these days and it's getting bigger and better. And even the polls are getting funnier and we're getting loads more feedback and we're getting more people engaging in our stuff and they're really, people are really enjoying it so like don't be surprised that you're listening to this now and thinking am I the only person listening to this because you're not which is funny to say because I don't know it's cool isn't it just creating stuff and people enjoy it and people compliment on you and it makes you feel good because that's what I want to do with my life I want to make people feel good and enjoy the crack and make people laugh and put a smile on people's faces you know so I want to thank you again for the fourth time Enjoy the World Cup. Make sure to tune in next week. And as always, stay energized.